Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Nelly Cheboy is our guest this morning. Nelly is the founder and CEO of TechLit Africa. She is also the 2022 CNN Hero of the Year. And when we saw the news, everybody in the country celebrated, being led by the president himself. Nelly is in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Kenya's Biggest Conversation. <laughs> Santi. We start now by, you know, first of all, uh, congratulating you for that win and for celebra- and celebrating you with applause. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, we just here. Apart from Apart from where Tell us, Nelly, what is Techlit Africa? Okay. Um, so Techlit Africa teaches digital skills in rural primary schools. So like right now, our fifth graders are building websites, right? And uh-huh. they, yeah, they're building websites. And so the idea is that there are so many opportunities online. If you know how to code or even not if you're a show media marketer, whatever it is, you can get a job online, right? Or you can work remotely for companies all over the world. And so what we're doing is we're preparing kids for their future. So right now our kids are building websites and some of our teachers are actually working remotely for companies in California from Mogotia. Okay, we will come back. <laughs> How did you get to that Techlit Africa story? What led you there? I, I think uh, just growing up in Mogotio and, and seeing poverty firsthand, I just became really motivated to think about sustainable solutions towards poverty mm. and really inspired by my mom because she, you know, she can barely read and write. She only made it to class six, right? And she is a mother of four girls. And so, it's hard. It really is hard. Like mm. she was like going all the way to Uganda, going all to Bay, Uchuruzi. And so for me, just seeing how how driven she was to mm. educate us, especially when people are telling her, ah, so mm. seeing that, I just, I really wanted her to catch a break. That's what I really want. I was like, I, you just deserve a break. And so, and so I, I helped her at the Kibanda. I helped her with so many things, but I also studied very hard in school. Because what, I believe what school that did you go to? I went to Mogotio Primary, mm-hmm. uh, which is a... First of all, where is Mogotio? Hey. Mogotio is like... Mugotio. I know where Mogotio is myself. But yeah, Mogotio is on your way to, to Marigat, on your way to Lake Baringo. So mm-hmm. when you've taken trips to Lake Baringo and Bogoria and Cabernet, Mogotio is one of the towns on the way there. Mm-hmm. It's 40 minutes, one hour from Nakoro. What is it famous for? Nelly Cheboy mm-hmm. and Saiso. <laughs> 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 and Saiso. Yes. And a, <laughs> and a goat auction. Yes. Yes. We have really good goat meat. Yes. <laughs> it was a famous goat auction. A very famous. Yes. It used to take place, led by the president himself. Mm. Mm. We'd really? go there and buy a couple of goats. Yeah. Uh, former president Daniel Arab Maybe more than a so, couple. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple, but I mean in hundreds. A couple hundreds. <laughs> so you went to Mogotio Primary School. Yeah. And then where did you go to for secondary school? So Mogotio Primary School, what was really cool is that I was the top girl in Kwebatek District back then. And it's also very impressive because we did not have Maftata. 
like I used to go and study at Mogotio Hospital by mm-hmm. by the veranda there until like midnight, which is not safe for a girl. And so getting um you know being the top girl in the district from that you know public primary school such a huge win and then from there I got I went to Mary Hill Girls so now in Thika mm-hmm. so Mary Hill Girls all the way in Thika yeah was it your first time to come to Nairobi and then head on to Thika yeah kinda yes pretty much mm-hmm. okay <laughs> from Mary Hill yeah from Mary Hill uh, Nikomoka I just went to America <laughs> <laughs> okay so maybe a little bit more of the process uh, so after, uh, after high school yeah what then was your progression because look this is the thing you i mean right off the bat you talk about the fact that you know uh younger girls underprivileged disadvantaged for whatever reason listening to you seeing what may have happened want to understand what exactly did you do did you do something special ordained by heaven was there something special about you was there something that you did specifically that would get you to that point whereby then you were able to help out so what was that transition from mm. high school mary hills you finished mm. what next and how did that come about yeah i think i think i think for me it's like i've had this so much drive and i and i want to talk about my mom like i i have so much drive and and hunger for for just like a much better life like i i think for me i really i really knew poverty and i think what is the hardest part about poverty when i think about it i think about the mamambogas the women who are in kibandas who are there for decades mm. and actually what is very sad about it is that these women you know once you become a mom most of them are actually teenage moms right once mm. you becomes a mom you are strip of your identity mm. you become mama somebody so my mom was mama kosi right mm-hmm. you become mama somebody and and that's all you do right like nobody knows your name but yet you're working really hard you're showing up every day and the lack of upward mobility that's why that's the saddest thing about poverty is that it's not yes like there's there's the like the normal things where you don't have food enough school fees but when you show up every day when the most hard working people in our community are showing up every day and it and the life is still the same no ends in sight that's what i think about and so for me i i i saw that and i knew that and so for me it was more like i have to do everything in my being whatever the situation is if i'm in mm. primary school and don't know after i'm going to study by the you know by the kibanda mm. if i'm constantly sent home from mary hill girls because we didn't have i couldn't afford tuition mm. i couldn't afford tuition and this happened All the time. I mean, I was going to listen home. Mm. I I was to go home a lot and mm. then I just sat on the matatu, kwakibanda, I'm, I'm catching up on my assignments, I'm studying notes. So for me, it was like I've seen poverty and it's like I have to do everything in my being to fight it. And so every step of the way that I've been through my life has just been fighting it. Mm-hmm. I've gotten bigger platforms now, like um, I think just by sheer luck and also just like opportunities, but it has always been that. So when you ask like if I had anything, I think for me it's just understanding my situation. Mm-hmm understanding that mediocrity is not an option because because this is the cycle is just keeps going on mm-hmm. and so when i graduated from Mary Hill Girls i got an a of 82 points i got an a in everything like math physics geography kiswahili only para 2b plus so so i i just like i was i, I was like okay i have an a and But I, then I was just like out there in the village. Mimi ni neli nimepata A. Mimi ni neli nimepata A. Just a market at heart. Right. I think it's just like because I was like okay, yes I've got an A it doesn't mean like everything will come towards me. Not all this will come to me. So I was just like talking about my like what my vision is. I got an A, I got an A. My sibling used to make fun of me. Mm. <laughs> But anyway, someone heard about it. 
which is founded by Susan Boyer. Zawadi Africa take women from um you know, from humble background, really ambitious women, and help them to apply to scholarships in the US. There are about like five hundred of us right now, which is really cool. And so yeah, I joined uh, I joined Zawadi Africa. I applied, I I got to Zawadi Africa. And Zawadi Africa you're spending a whole year learning about ACTs, learning about um you know how to apply to scholarships in the US. Mm -hmm. And so through Zawadi Africa is when I when I got a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, it was <laughs> And then when I got a scholarship, I didn't even have a passport. I didn't even have an air ticket. Nikendelea tu. Mimi ni neli naenda ngambo. Sina passport. That's nice. Right? And then my, my MP, M, uh, Ellen Sambili, helped with that. Nikendelea tu. Mimi ni neli nikona passport. Sina air ticket. Then I met Raila. So it's just, just like, I think it was more like, not, I, I think something that really helped me is, is knowing that you don't just get things. Mm. Not, not, not even if you deserve even if you deserve a better life every kid in kenya like people living in poverty deserve a better life right mm -hmm. you don't just because you just because i don't get an a i just did not you, you just don't get things you go for them i mean that's that's what i knew it's like just because i got an a just because i got a scholarship i could fail to go to america because i don't have an air ticket right i, I, I just wouldn't assume that just because i went to mary hill girls then everything is sorted yeah right and when i go to america it wasn't like just because i'm in america i've made it, it was more like okay how can i use any opportunities I have to empower my community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So was it that finishing university, mm -hmm. graduating from university, did that strike a chord in your head? Was, what was it that oh, now I, I want to be able to progress in my career or I want to be able to come back and help girls who and young people who were like, who are the way I was then? What what struck that chord for you? I I, I think it. I, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's like I I for me it was like I had the idea. I had I it wasn't like fully formed, mm. but I had ideas. So it's like it just like it, when you have ideas, like when you're trying to look for a yellow car, mm -hmm. you'll see yellow cars everywhere. Sure. Yeah. But if you're not, you, you won't even notice, right? So for me, it was always like, how do I empower my community? Mm -hmm. And so every chance I got, it was that. So when I got to America, I didn't even have to wait to graduate. Immediately, like when you, when you go, with, as a student in America, you can get a job. It's nothing fancy. As a, you, you get like... You get like 20 hours a week to work you make like eight dollars an hour mm. but then with taxes you don't end up making a lot and so for me i got a job and i was actually doing janitorial work cleaning bathrooms right mm -hmm. and so immediately like i saved all that money and i it, the first thing was to move my family out of poverty get my mom to retire and move out of the kibanda because she was still there and so so after I did that, so after one year, I flew to Gikomba. You know, Gikomba was really fancy to me. I flew to Gokomba. I bought everything and moved my family out of poverty. And then, then I was like, okay, my family is good. So what do I do next? So right now I'm a, I'm a third year in college. I decided to build a school, right? So I'm thinking about building a school. And I wanted to, because education really did a lot for me right mm. education moved me from like so so for me it was like i believed so much in education i was like okay let me build a school and see if i can be part of an education movement in kenya that actually teaches like other self-creative ways to make money so for me it was like how can you teach kids entrepreneurship how can you teach them different things because there are no jobs in kenya mm. right instead of someone graduating out of high school and then now what yeah they have to figure out life so that was the idea i had so i built a school so i built a school zawadi in uh, as a third year in college and then 
and then I saw comp I discovered computers. How big like, was the school that you built? Oh, nothing fancy. It was like uh, it was all like a rental. It was like four four tiny rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now it's a gorofaine. It has grown so much. So when but, you started, yeah. were you starting it as a secondary school or primary no, school? No, it's a primary school. ECD. Yeah, it was like a nursery, a nursery school, and then we started adding more more classes right. but for me it was like if i if i have a school i can start teaching entrepreneurship skills <coughs> and and so i did not know anything about tech you know mm. I, I was from Ogoti. yes i saw computers in cyber but i didn't even know how to type what are you studying in america in where what are you studying in university <laughs> so um that's a whole different story i grew up wanting to be a pilot like i was like i want to be a pilot you know i want to fly and so when I flew for the first time to America, I was like, ah, hasta aquí. So, so, <laughs> so, so when I got to America, I was so lost. I had no idea what to do because it's like, you know, you can, you can, you can get who I am, right? I have an idea. I'm so driven. Even when I wanted to be a pilot in Mogotio, I was always asking, ah, na, yo pilot, na, yo pilot, na, yo pilot. Mm -hmm. So until I met someone who knows someone in the army who may know a pilot, that, that kind of like, that's how far I went. And so when I got to America, it was really hard and I really struggled finding, you know, doing the right course. So I did, I thought about being a doctor, but then they have this thing called a cadaver room where you... Yes. yes. And then it, and so I tried a few things and then I landed on chemistry. I was doing chemistry, I think just because I was good at it. Like mm. I was, I was good at chemistry in high school, uh, but I didn't really feel anything about it. And so I stumbled upon computer science as a third year in college. Like I don't know anything. Like coming from Ogoti, I did not know anything about the tech world, software engineering. I didn't even have a Facebook account like back in when people were, Facebook was cool. Like I remember when I went to to Mary Hill Girls and and people, someone told me like, hey, um, open a Facebook account. So I went to the cyber. Uh, I sat there for thirty minutes. sixty a Facebook account. And then I had like 10 friends. So I went back to school and I was like, hey, Nikon, a Facebook account, I have so many friends. 10, yeah. And I was like 10 friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did not know, even in Mary Hill, I was so far behind because these are kids from Nairobi. We need to go to Apple. We need to go to. So, so when, I got to, when I got to America, I didn't know anything about the tech world until I stumbled upon software engineering as a third year in college and everything made sense. Because I already built the school, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I want these kids to be entrepreneurial, to be creative in making money. Because you have to be creative when you graduate from high school in Kenya. There are no jobs, right? Mm. And so I was thinking, okay, I can do this. And so when when I stumbled upon computer science and the tech world, I was like, oh, this is it. So I'm struggling. So I, I dropped my chemistry major. I got a computer science degree in one year. Like I just <laughs> got all the classes done as I'm building the school and I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach kids how to make money online. I'm going to teach people how to, and, and when people think about making money online, they think about academic writing. Yes. I don't mean that. No, I don't mean that. What I mean is Elise, who's a, who's a, a teacher of ours, mm. being able to log in for a company, like joining, like jo being an employee of mm. corporate America, right? Having an email, having you know, having like getting paid every month mm. as an employee of an American company. So doing, joining corporate America. Doing what? Um, what is Elisa doing? Elisa is, is a, an account executive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, but you can do anything. Like you can be a software engineer, you can be a marketer, you can be an accountant. So that, that's, that's the one that I'm preparing the future for is like, I want them to be employees and digital natives to work remotely for these companies. There are other ways to make money online. Um, 
there's Fiverr and there's Upwork where you have a very specific skill and then but that one is very competitive and is very flooded that's another way to do it and but another thing to do is also building a brand like going out there and building a brand that also is very competitive but so what we're preparing them is just like what we're doing is so it's, it's a lot simpler than you than you think and then there's also uh like they could do machine work machine learning so some of our teachers right now are training to to do uh online to do like machine labeling so tesla like has these self-driving cars yep and then so you have to train the machine you have to train the computer be like hey here on the stop sign they're mm. not that smart the computers are smart in ways but they're not smart in other things <laughs> so that kind of it's called machine machine labeling and training mm -hmm. So in America, so most of these companies are incentivized to outsource their business operations. They incentivize, so right now they're outsourcing to India, Philippines. And so we want them to outsource this to rural Kenya. And so right now there's a company that we are partnered with, Lisha AI in Nakuru, that has employees working for Tesla. So 300 people are working for Tesla from Nakuru. How does that happen? And how, how did you, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. How, how does that happen that you have 300 people? Oh, who, I don't. A partner of ours no, no, does. No, whomever. Yeah. Does it, I mean, look. You, you open that who, door. You open yeah, the door. That's what's important. You, this is the thing. <laughs> yes. That you have 300 people in Nakuru. Yeah. Working for a company in the United States. Working here. Earning. Yeah. In foreign currency. But mm. then living in Kenya. Now on a passport. I mean. And th that's the goal, but any wakule pesas how alafu wajivinjari apa. You know, home is very. Yeah, that's the goal. Like was yende wakake tu home. How 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 do you get that to happen? I think so. This is the thing. I I this is a <laughs> this this is the thing. The jobs are there. The real the jobs are really there. Mm. And so, um, for example, I have a four-storied community center like the zawadi the building the gorofa right i built that i built that working from mugotia i was working from Mugotia as a software engineer you know so i i, I do techlet i run around with the kids and and deal with all the stuff it goes running techlet and then at night at 8 a.m i go to my computer and i work as a software engineer i was making one million a month doing that and that's <laughs> 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 you know, Nelly, the thing that I've been pondering over is given your superbly excellent results, you had an MP. You there you have an MP. Yeah. MPs have bursaries. The county government has bursaries. Yeah. Didn't they feature in your life at all? I think I think we did we did apply to bursaries. We did. Uh, I don't. That's more like my mom. That's what probably like I said for mom to tell because I was just a kid. You know, I was like 13. I'm going to to. And then my mom is like running around and trying to get money. So I have. I think that's like she would probably speak to that than I would. I think your mom did the best she could. Yeah. There is no way you'd have been sent away from school hmm. if those bursaries worked, because that fees would have been paid. This is really what I'm getting at. But do, do everyone get bursaries though? People who do as well as you did mm -hmm. should be at the very, very front line of those who receive bursaries. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thinking behind bursaries. Mm -hmm. A combination of somebody who comes from a background that is a, a economically disadvantaged and is doing well. That, that's the purpose. 
of, 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 of having bursary so that this person doesn't lose out that the situation they find themselves in doesn't hinder them from realizing the potential that they clearly and demonstratively have but yes <laughs> yeah it's hard for me to speak to that because i, I wasn't really involved in the process and mm. i was just a kid needing to go to school mm. and my mom is the one hustling to get us tuition mm. yeah so when you started tech lead mm -hmm. this was let's say you started the school when you're still in university yeah you got to third year you discovered ah kumbe all along my destiny my destiny is in tech so you moved into that and within a year you had graduated with mm -hmm. um, the software engineering yeah and you were now building your other school at yeah. what point did you now decide let me formalize this thing that I'm doing and call it Techlit. So that, that's that's a very interesting thing is that when I discovered, I, I mean, when I realized that you could actually just like make money online and like like work remotely for this company, I think I should change that, work remotely for these companies. I was like, this is so neat. So what I, what I thought about doing is like, and then another thing is that most of these companies, they're upgrading their IT like three to five years. These computers are going to waste. So the idea was, I was like, I'm going to bring these computers here and I'm going to show people. I'm going to download videos and I'm going to show people how to make money online. Mm -hmm. So then I'm, I, like, I'm building my career as a software engineer in Chicago. Mm. So I fly to Kenya in 2018. I bring the computers with me and then I brought 10. And then I set it up in my school, right? So, so then I am very ambitious. I'm thinking, oh, the computers are here, the videos are here. People are just gonna grind with it, mm. right? And so I go back. I go back to America because I'm Kazi. And and so I even form a WhatsApp group. I'm expecting like people to be like asking me questions. Like the the, the, the youth that I, I set up in in Mogotia was like, okay, oh, do computer up to them to make money? This is very possible. Mm. Uh, <coughs> but crickets. I don't hear anything, mm. which made me which made me like. It was very unsettling. I was like, wow, I really, this is a really good idea. Why is it not working? Mm. And so I could not stay. I could not stay um, in America anymore. I was like, let's go see how to make this work because it was such a, such a very powerful idea. Like, Who was your target at that point? Was it? Uh, I was working with youth because I was thinking that if I can train them. Post-secondary. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think if I can train them to make money online, mm. if I can train them to work remotely for these companies, then then poverty is solved. They earn the money, you know, they lift their communities up. And so so I I came I kinda like officially like came back. I was like um I was like, okay, let's figure it out. Why didn't it not work? Like why why is like why were people not asking, taking advantage of this? And so in twenty twenty nineteen, uh we came back. So Tyler and I came back came back to kenya um so I, he joined me to figure this one out right and so we started thinking about it so initially we were we, for for months Excuse for about me. who's tyler oh tyler is my is my partner my boyfriend okay. <laughs> we've been together for six years and then he's we're also building chocolate together okay yeah so we came we came to kenya uh in so we came 2018 together we brought the computers and set it up and then in 2019 we both quit our jobs and came to mogotu and, and and did that and so it was very interesting because okay so we we started with training them like okay wait you need to let's take a break at that point <laughs> so you guys have come back to kenya you and tyler now in kenya yeah you'll tell us more about that let's take a minute mid break okay Sounds good. this is the situation room the only way to start your day eric latif ndu oko ct muga and hero 
Shujaa Nelly boy. What do we give her? Not CGH, okay? That one is taken by Ruto. EGH. So Nelly, you came back to the country. Um, this is where we were. You, you and your boyfriend, you decide let's actually focus on helping this youth to, to understand the potential that there is in tech. Yeah. Did you find out why they were not <laughs> responsive in the first I place? I think so. Um, yeah, it was quite a, quite a struggle because... Um, so we come back in 2019. The computers are still there, mm. you know. And um, so then, I, then I, I'm like, okay, let's figure out. Maybe they don't believe us that you can get a job online. They can work remotely. So we find someone in Chicago to give us a job to build a website for them using WordPress, which is very simple to do. Mm. Um, and so we're like, okay, let's, let's, let's actually pay them to do this job. So we're paying them 800 shillings an hour because that was like the going rate mm. for how much the guy was paying us. But we did most of the work. Like we had the WordPress site ready. It's just like they're doing data entry. And then it came to a point where they were coming. And then if there was not, so the idea, like if you do any consultants, it was like, let's do a consultant. Let's actually just get them a job and then they can learn as they go. So if you do any consultancy, you want to, you know, you want to pay them to do the work. And then when there's no work, they're training. But then it came to a point where when they, we stopped like for a day or two to like, and then they just, um, they were not coming or, or when they come they just watch youtube videos they were not training they were not learning <laughs> and 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 <laughs> and i think it came back to the fundamental like what what was the biggest issue is that we were looking for digital natives mm -hmm. right i think people in nairobi will recognize this right like they just like you're online you're sitting on a computer all the time you're on your phone but you're from ushago from the village like you don't do that like mm. maybe you do but it's like there's this idea of a digital native in that, like right now, if I ask um, uh, a, a second year, like a form two, if I ask a form two girl in Nairobi or even in Chicago, if I ask them, hey, do you want to get a job at Google? Or like more like, hey, go get a job at Google. They'll know how to do that, mm. right? Even though they have, they'll know like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to go to LinkedIn and I need to find the recruiter and then I need to find out. Like, first of all, they'll ask you, like, they'll ask themselves, if I want to work for Google, what job do I want to do? Do I want to be a marketer? Do I want to be a product? Do I want to be software engineering, right? And then they'll be able to go online and like and, and find a recruiter, yeah. right? And and also go to YouTube and learn how to be a software engineer. Whatever the skill they want to do, they can learn that. And then they're gonna look YouTube videos like how to get a job at Google. Like they just by being themselves without any connections, they can do that they because they're just so much mm. in information. There's so much information out there. That's what I think of a digital native is, and. With our education system, with with that just like you know lack of computers and a very expensive internet, it gets really hard to build digital natives. And so for us, we were just thinking that hey, let's just come and get the the youth like let's get them like sit on a computer and learn a skill. Well, that's something they're not used to, which is the lack of digital nativity. So we realized after really trying for so long, we wanted to build digital natives. We wanted to be able to have someone who knew. If we tell them, hey, get a job at Google, they know how to do that. So then it was clear that we needed to go to schools and teach the kids instead. Right. Like embed this as part of the education system mm. instead of uh, finding people who have left the education system and this skill is just too hard to acquire. Right. So this is a private school that you're running or were you working with public schools as well? <clears throat> yeah, so people get really confused about that. So I'm going to clarify this. So we have, I have two projects. Actually, I have three projects. Okay. Okay. There could be four, but let's do it three. 
okay. <laughs> I have three projects. My first project is Zawadi, Zawadi Yetu, mm. named after Zawadi Africa, right? The program I went to America with. Yeah. What Zawadi Yetu tries to do is I want to see what it's like to be a kid in Ushago growing up with everything. That's what I want. I wanted to have ballet, I wanted to have a music studio, I wanted to have a dance studio. I want you to just be a kid, which I did not have growing up. I was raising my little sister. So that is a, is a testament of like, it's a very expensive, whatever dream, mm. because it's costing me millions to just build that center. Mm. That's what I'm trying to do with Zawadi, right? Okay. Um, so Zawadi right now, we have a music studio, we have a dance studio. Like our kids are constantly like, on Zoom calls with NASA, when people come to visit and they want to see a school. So they are, they are exposed to the world right now, just being in Mogotio, in that, in that community. We also have a hair school where women are coming in and learning how to braid hair. They graduate in three months. So Darling provides the inventory. And then I have the, the space, I have the real estate. So the women are coming and graduating. Mm -hmm. That is all Zawadi, right? Okay. It's a community center just trying to give everything to this community. Techler Africa is a more scalable solution. Techler Africa goes into existing schools, right? So right now we are in 15 schools. And we want to be in 100 schools, actually. We want to be in 100 schools by the end of this year. We want to be expanding to Uganda and Tanzania next year, mm -hmm. right? We want to permeate the whole of rural Africa. What Techler Africa does is it gets these computers that are going to West in America and bring them, it puts them in schools. It's a computer lab in a school, and the kids are learning every day all these digital skills that they need, right, to be able to like get uh, work remotely for these companies. And then, and then my dad, my dad company is uh, it's called Itabidi, and um, that is the one that is connecting people, people who are like already have the digital skills, mm. connecting them to jobs, um, you know, jobs are. America in America right. th through our networks, yeah. Oftentimes, when we, <coughs> excuse me, oftentimes when we see that folks are recognized yeah. around the world for what they've done, we see the impact that what they've done has had on the lives of people, and usually that's where the recognition comes from. Yeah, it's not that Nelly has, it's who Nelly is has done, but what Nelly has been able to do mm -hmm. has impacted the lives of others. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. What impact have you seen? What changes have you seen in the lives of other people? And, you know, it doesn't have to just be young people. It could be the older people whose children you've taken care of mm -hmm. for an education. But what impact have you seen in the lives of people since you started all of this that led that probably contributed to the recognition? <laughs> I love that question. So um, I think I think like the most recent one is Bowen, who's in uh, who's in class five right now mm. who has the website hosted if you go to bowen.techlerafrica.org you'll see his website mm. and and the, the the interesting thing about this kid is that we were two months ago we introduced html which is what you use to build websites and so we're just introducing html and we're doing like you know like just basic like oh this is what a, a header is a title is most of the class are doing that but bowen bowen then is like okay if there's h1 and h2 so he keeps trying just from the pattern. It's like, okay, let me try H3, H4. It goes all the way to H7. And then he concludes like, oh, okay. So H1's right. Like he was just like, kind of like learning on his own. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, because he doesn't have internet, just have a computer. He writes something and then see what's displays on the browser. So he learns how many hashtags are there, right? And then he goes home and he's, he's like thinking about building a website on a piece of paper, on his exercise book, because mm -hmm. he doesn't have a computer, right? Mm -hmm. So he writes... Um, he writes like, okay, H1, he writes it because he remembers that and then he writes some things. And then he thinks like, 
like what else can i write like like paragraph and 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 then often like you will ask your sister hey can i borrow your phone and then goes to youtube and say visual visual studio code html looks up some of the things and then continues writing two three days after introducing uh html to the class and teaching the kids like we're teaching so many kids right mm. he comes to to school with three pages of html code Ex- like read, like he has like he has like sat down at home like how old is this guy he's in class 5 <laughs> he's 11 he's 11 years old i don't know how old he is yeah, yeah he's 11 years old five, yeah? yeah so he's coming like he's coming he's coming to school with unwritten html code for three pages and then he transcribes it transcribes it slowly and slowly and slowly it's really cute like he saw me typing one day and it's like kosi minimamua the type come away so we call that touch typing so mm. it's learning touch typing too and then um and so and, and so he builds the the website and then and then so another thing that is very goes hand in hand with uh with building website is css which is like you want to design your website the colors the background the in, in like all this stuff it's css so we were struggling thinking about how to introduce css to the kids html seemed easy because like what they were doing in like in word document mm. they could just transfer that like a header is h1 like a title is whatever title tag so it's mm. very easy so we were kind of like crazy how do we teach css and then uh he comes to <laughs> to school the next day and and we see his website there's some colors right he has he has had some colors in it and then and then we ask him hey how did you how did you get color on this he's like oh my website was ugly so i went home and i look I, i went to youtube and say make my website beautiful and then i i read what they did and i wrote it down and i come tried it and it works so he had he had changed the he had done css for himself and then he was going around in the whole class teaching how to do css so we had to come up with a css curriculum if you go to his website you'll see that when he does different things he actually has little code of snippets below mm. to show you how to do to that to do them right so right now and it was the cutest thing so right now but when uh when when i uh, when i was named the cnn hero of the year he sends me an email it's like hi kosi it's me bowen congratulations and like he has the title he has the formatting he has which is really cool because i feel like um most of our youth don't even know how to send an email mm. which is like one of the fundamental things that you need to do for for build. so that that kid that kid is ready for a job we just need him to turn 18 <laughs> at his website bowen.techlitafrica.org yes i am bowen from mogoti welcome to my website i want to be a software engineer i have been learning coding at my school yeah. through the help of techlit africa below are some of my projects I'll keep adding more. <laughs> the first one is a flex puzzle that I made to to, uh, to teach you to flex CSS. You put yeah. in like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Interactive flex tutorial. Yeah, if you click mm. on that it will take you around. Ordered and an ordered list interactive border. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think seeing that I I it's just for me I did not when i was his age i didn't even know what a computer was mm. right i struggled to become a software engineer like in america i really struggled with my assignments i could not type i had no idea what like how to like i had to learn like the whole how to become a digital native i had to learn that you know in my as a youth right and so for me to see him doing all these things like having even if you go to tiktok him like we we also record tiktoks of them describing what they did mm. he's on tiktok too he's describing so he's ready he knows how to build a brand he knows how to market himself he has a skill he knows how to look up tutorials on youtube and learn from them mm. how can and, this be skilled in the public sector so there are several things 
Number one, the government is very keen on having a digital economy. Uh, not the first time we've heard this. For the last 20 or so years, we've been the hearing government, government is very saying keen on talking about mm. wanting a digital <laughs> economy. You're very critical. I see that. <laughs> yeah, but you see, everything you've told us so far mm. is accompanied by what you've done. Mm. So it's not just a story. You're walking us through things that have happened and we can see they are visible. Others some of, have some of them done it. remotely. Yes. So, again, Eric, pardon for <laughs> interrupting you. Continue with what the government has continued saying. Yes, go on. Keen on that. There's, there's, you know, a state department that is in charge of this. There's, we have an education sector and all this. What do you think from how, where you sit? What needs to happen to scale this? to move it to all schools in the country to make yeah. sure that all children so I'll, I'll like Bowen yeah. become digital natives. So right now, right now we have, okay, mm. I'm going to tell you this. We have enough computers in Mogotio right now mm. to reach to 50 schools. I can easily get the computers to get to 100 schools. Mm. So our goal to get to 100 schools is not limited by the resource. The way we work, we have these computers we're bringing into the community, right? We train people from the community. We train them, eh, let <laughs> yeah, you need one. a minute made break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so the way we work is that we have enough computers in um you know in Mogotio right now to get to fifty schools, right? Mm. when we go into a school, we get the youth who just finished high school or college, we train them and the ones who are teaching in the classes every day. These are the same youth as we connect to jobs in America. Like Elisa is a teacher of ours. We saw that he can <coughs> send a, like the only thing he needed to be able to get this job is that he needed to send an email. He needed to know how to send an email because it's a really hard skill. Like our youth don't have that skill, for example. Right. They really struggle. They don't know the difference between like a LinkedIn, LinkedIn post and a WhatsApp status. Like you can see them in uh, online, like trolling in comments. Mm. Not like that, like actually being online, you're building a brand. You can use like the comments to build a brand or mm. something like that. So, uh, so we, we train the youth, they can get jobs online, they can work for these companies remotely while they teach in our classes. The only thing we ask from the schools is that they cover the cost of the teachers. That's all we ask. And that is a really hard sell. Hmm. Right. So the computers are there, we are creating jobs for the community. We just need people to understand that we there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a small cost to this. Yeah, there's a small, there's a cost to this. And but actually, then, the, co the cost is 40,000 40, Kenya shillings. But per then month. now, this is what I'm asking, actually, Nelly. Now, if we are, if, if your plan was to be taken up by government, it can be rolled out easily. What kind of things are these that, yes, yeah, so that you only come in to plug into what the government is doing? So right? I really, I can, I can speak a little bit to that. Hmm. I, I think people are very critical of the, um, who, who had an agenda to get the computers, like devices, like like a laptop per child or something, like get yep. devices to all the schools. Yeah, those devices are there. They those are computers there. are, are they are there. If if I go even to the schools in Ushago, the they're computers there. are there. Yep. But you know where they're in? They're in closets, mm -hmm. right? Because we didn't have the capacity. We don't have the capacity. We didn't have the capacity to train the kids, like to train the teachers to run this, right? So, so the, 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 the capacity is not there. And so I think, I think most efforts with government, the problem with government mostly is the skill. It's very hard for government to just say, like what we get to do with Techland. We start with one school, we go to 10, we go to 100, we go to 1,000. If a government is working like that, it will seem like discrimination. Yep. It will seem like ubaguzi, right? So government are really good at scale, right? Mm. But to get to scale, you need to have this 
You have to, you've got you to, need, you need to, to grow slowly. You need to grow slowly. Yeah. So There's I, something I, called piloting, and the government is very good at that as well. Right, right, right. But it's mm. like it's very easy because you're trying to think like how do we like for us? Uh, we found that we can train the youth, and all that the youth need to do is to be in in that class doing eight classes a day. That's all they need to do, and then they're given targeted training to produce that. But I think like when you try to think, it's very hard for me. Like right now, if you. If you ask me to like do a hundred schools in Taklet, it seems already really hard. If you ask me to do a thousand, I have no idea, right? And so and so like I think for us, I think this works really well as a private sector because we have, we have the, I don't know the lack or the the opportunity to slowly grow, even if it looks like really quickly grow, to slowly grow and figure out the the pains, the, the growing pains. So there's no public pressure and expectation politically. Yes, yes, that is the problem. That is really the problem. That there's so much pressure. Like, mm. like all these computers in all these schools are sitting in closets, right? You see, Eric. Yeah. The program mm. this delightful Kenyan has. Mm. There's no politics attached to it. Yeah. There's this <laughs> thing that needs to be done, and it gets done. And she decides. Yes, and the focus is how do we continue getting it done? How do we expand it? Yeah. The moment you bring in. The national perspective. Mm. It will sound really good, and then you start. Then the politics comes in, and that whole thing, Kwisha. <laughs> You'll be talking about this initiative, which was started God knows when, and that'll be it. The mm. history of it. Mm. Yes. Well, I, I know for sure that I, the government, the Ministry of Education, has piloted several things, programs using yeah. the, those free laptops. Right. Start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Maybe the problem is the challenge of scaling. Yes, scaling. Thinking about it at scale, and then thinking about like the capacity. What our tech has come down to mm. is those teachers that we, the youth that we train. So we work really hard on our hiring, on our training. They, they, they teach classes like from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then they come to training until 8 8 p.m. Mm. Like they're doing training like every single day, and so it's it's very exhaustive, right? And it's so. The, the capacity, the people that, so the teachers that need to be trained. And I also want to challenge this. Uh, when we think of the government, we think about the national government. Yeah. But the government, you know, the government is us. Yeah. We are the taxpayers, right? For example, schools in, in America are free. Primary schools and high school. And you know how they pay for that? Property taxes, mm. right? You have, a, you have a house, you pay taxes, and that, and that goes towards your school. And the reason that I'm saying that, um, so for us to scale TechLit, I'm asking the people. It's almost like a small tax collection, right? Yeah. I'm asking the people to jitegeme, to jitegeme. If you, if if a school has 800 kids, the program costs us 40k per month, right? That is 50 shillings per month per kid, per parent. 50 shillings only, right? And so when when we go and talk to the parents and the schools, they're like, oh, like our kids, like like just the idea of like waiting, yeah. waiting for handouts, waiting. They're like, after I'm zunga to say an easy video, but seriously, <laughs> 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 that is the that is the that is the discussions we need to have because <laughs> because I think to improve our our society, to improve this, it yeah. actually comes from kujitegemea, yeah. you know, tax collection, thinking about this, and so that's why. That's why for me, like, like most of my work that I do, is calling head teachers and saying, like, hey, you help us cover the cost of the program, and we come in and we do the whole thing, and your kids are gonna be coding websites, and and that's continues to be our challenge. Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing, Nelly, you are so inspirational. Very many comments that have come in saying, you know, you love people, love how you speak, how you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> your fire in your belly, your inspiration, and everything, and congratulations for 
the global recognition. Yes, and it starts globally and then you come now to be recognized locally. Shame <laughs> on us, but it's good enough. <laughs> well done, well done, Nelly. So Nelly is a CNN hero, Nelly Cheboy, CNN hero of the year 2022. She is the founder of TechLit Africa. She's running three different programs from Mogotio, taking them to Kenya and then to East Africa, gradually Zawadi, Itabidi and TechLit. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.